0: We stopped at the London Bridge Station. By the time we saw where we were and found ourselves a room, it was getting dark and we stayed to dine at our hotel, which had the pretentious name International Hotel, but it was in reality a miserable inn in the very centre of London. They gave us a dinner. My God, if you think that you need to send me more trials for the purging of my sins, please do, All powerful creator. Just do not punish me with English cuisine. This cuisine may be the most rational, the most ideal combination of protein, carbohydrates, and fat. Their food may be transferred completely into blood. It may be, but save me God, from these huge chunks of bloody, cold, unsalted meat and these slobbery, disgusting, pulpy vegetables. And along with these lovely things, they give you coffee with milk in it, or tea. Anyway, we dined, and even though we were exhausted... We unfolded the map of London and, without losing even a minute, oriented ourselves and set out for London Bridge. I remember that once, when I was studying geography, it said in the textbook that London was the largest and most populous city, that there were fine bridges over the Thames, the charming view from which was one of a kind, that at night London was lit, sparkling to such a degree that it seemed to the traveller that the city was illumined specifically in his honour. Hogwash. London Bridge, the most animated bridge on the Thames, was so poorly lit that Philorette and I could barely make out beneath its arches the anthropoid beings pressing on the rocks, the exposed parts of which looked like pale spots below the tattered and torn clothing. Here they are, the impressions of London are beginning. The Thames is dreary. On the shores you can't tell if there are fixed boats or piles of coal. Over the entire city dozes a thin, transparent fog in which gas and electric lights twinkle.